When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And I really wanted to find out about Kayvon Thibodeau, the person from somebody who knows him fairly well, who's covered him the entire time he was at Oregon and can give us a different perspective than what we're hearing out of the national media right now because you hear narratives and you hear people that are talking from a distance, but I wanted somebody that was close up. So I'm really excited because I don't think you could have gotten anybody better than who I was able to get. Somebody who was a star-wide receiver at Oregon himself, who played in the NFL, who is a host of Talking Ducks, so he covers the Oregon program year-round. He was the play-by-play announcer for the Portland Trailblazers. His father, Ernie, is a legendary head coach, one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, longtime coach at the University of Oregon. So he's basically, for all intents and purposes, Oregon royalty. I'm really excited to welcome to the program for the first time, Jordan Kent. Jordan, what's going on, sir? Hey, thank you for the introduction. Apparently, you got the check in the mail, but you know <laughs> things are going well. We are hitting a nice time of year here in the Pacific Northwest where we finally get some sunshine. We're kind of getting out of our gloomy weather of that early spring, late winter. And, you know, we're excited uh, for Kayvon Thibodeau to see where he ends up because it's really been an interesting story just how his draft status has changed from clear-cut number one when the season started to 
Ah, we don't really know if he likes football as much, so we're going to dock him a few points. So for me, it's pretty fascinating watching that happen from afar right now. As somebody who has covered Thibodeau up close for the whole time that he's been there, who was a star at the University of Oregon himself, so you understand the way that the program works and being in the Pacific Northwest and maybe having narratives come out about players in that region from other parts of the country that might not know the players as well as you do, thought you would be the perfect guy to talk to about this. So let's start with what you remember about the recruiting process with him because he was the high school defensive player of the year at USA Today his senior season and he was the highest recruit in the country. Everybody wanted him. He went to Oregon. And I was curious what you remember about how he wound up there. I know that there's a quote that's been going around now that Thibodeau said, yeah, I could have gone somewhere like Alabama and competed for national championships, but you go to Oregon and you get a pipeline of Phil Knight and Nike. So people have taken that and twisted it to make it sound like he cares more about business, doesn't really care about football. Tell me about that quote, what you remember about that, and then also the whole process of Oregon recruiting Thibodeau and how he wound up there. Well, first of all, when Oregon signed Thibodeau, we lost our minds out here in Eugene. We could not believe that we got a player of his caliber. I mean, usually Oregon is that runner-up school for these guys, and they do choose the Alabamas, or they do choose an SC that's right in their backyard. And for him to choose Oregon, it really put Oregon on the map again when it came to getting high-level recruits. Not that they hadn't been doing that for a couple of years, but now they could compete with top five, top ten national recruiting classes. And from afar, looking at his decision to choose Oregon, there's so many factors these kids look at, right, when they go to a school. And as he said, you could go to Alabama and win championships, and there's tradition there. But if you think about a West Coast kid that maybe wants to stay closer to home, doesn't want to go to USC in his own backyard where they weren't really a terrific program the last couple of years. They've had coaching changes, a lot of uncertainty there. And then you come up to Oregon, and people have only seen the facilities and pictures. Once you see these facilities in person, it's a completely different world. And to go to a school where – you understand that you're a once in a decade, once in a generation type recruit versus, hey, just any other recruited at an Alabama. You come in with some clout. You come in with some hype. And I think all of that coupled with the fact that this is a kid that is thinking beyond football and that is completely okay. You can do both. There are players in the NFL right now that do both. And there are guys that only focus on football that can't even play football in the NFL <laughs> right now. So – when you look at somebody that's looking at their career and looking at the possibilities outside of football, right as NIL is starting to have some rumblings of something that might change the landscape and you get a chance to meet the founder of Nike and you look at all the connections when it comes to the sports marketing world and the athletic world that you can get at Oregon, It'd be very exciting for a kid because you're kind of far enough away from home, yet close enough to where it's just a quick flight for family, quick flight for you to get back. You get a chance to be an immediate impactful player. There's no guarantee that he would have played his freshman year at an Alabama just based upon their depth and their talent. You just don't know that for sure. But he knew that if he was coming to Oregon, he was playing right away. So when you look at all those factors – it makes complete sense to me why he chose Oregon. Obviously, I'm biased, but it was such a win-win for everybody involved because it felt like 
it was giving him so much more than just, hey, this is an opportunity to go play football. Hey, here's a whole other world that might exist for you, and here are the connections you can make already stepping into the door. And then, oh, by the way, it is a terrific football team. It is a team that's got first-class facilities and is one of those cool brands in the college football world. And really, there aren't too many options in the West Coast that are going to appease all of that. So completely made sense for me for, that he chose Oregon. And, and for us, again, we couldn't believe that we got someone of his talent, his caliber, and it really just had a ripple effect on recruiting years after. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When he was a freshman, Kayvon Thibodeau dominated. And based on what he did his freshman year and how highly he'd been recruited coming out of high school, there was already buzz that he was a future number one overall pick. And as recently as a couple of months ago, we continued to hear that he may still end up being the number one pick or even a top two or three pick, but it seemed like it was going to be destiny. And I wanted to know what you thought about how he developed from his freshman year up through his junior year. We know that he had the ankle injury and also mm-hmm. there has been talk that he maybe didn't progress that much from year one to year three, that maybe he didn't develop enough in terms of moves and technique, and that there are coaches that feel that he could have done more to really stand out and take his game to another level while at Oregon, and that he sort of just relied on his natural ability. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Kayvon Thibodeau from day one at Oregon to Kayvon Thibodeau at the end of his run at Oregon. Well, his freshman year is fantastic, and the biggest question with him was going to be, could he be in every down? type of lineman, you know, or was he only going to come in on third down where it's an obvious passing situation? He can put his ears back and attack the quarterback. What was he going to be like 
on first and second down, if he's got to stop the run, if he's got to hold the edge, all those other things that you need from a every tool defensive lineman that you're going to take with a number one overall pick or if you're going to take in the first round. That was the biggest question for him, and really it was just putting on more size. I remember interviewing him before his freshman season started, and he said he had never squatted in high school. And I just couldn't believe that. I'm like, wait, you're a football player and you've never squatted in high school? And the amount of strength and explosiveness he developed his freshman year, you saw later on in the season where his numbers just continue to shoot off the charts. And this is someone also that played with two different defensive coordinators at Oregon during his time there. So his freshman year plays fantastic, right? Lives up to the hype. It's rare for these kids to do that their freshman year, to come in as the number one overall recruit, defensive player of the year, and then perform like that in a major conference on a team that was very, very talented that ended up winning the Rose Bowl. Then you have COVID hit the second year. And and for me, you've got to throw that entire season out the window because nobody's in their routine. Nobody's in their lifting routine, their individual training routine, everything they do with that. You're going to take what you can get that season. And you saw how he just completely took over the Pac-12 championship game. And you see the progression freshman to sophomore year. And then you get to this last year where everyone's wondering, okay, probably going to be his last year at Oregon. And right out the gate against Fresno State, he's dominating that game in the first couple of series and then hurts his ankle and is really not 100% the rest of the season. Misses some time, comes back, and it only felt like we got teased by Kayvon Thibodeau this past year as an Oregon fan because when he was out there and when he was his healthiest, he was an absolute dominating force. When you look at the percentage of plays in which he just – disrupted the quarterback it it was off the charts compared to everybody else in college football but when he wasn't 100 percent, you weren't seeing that production that really started to tally off at the end of the year and I look at a player that did everything he was supposed to as a freshman still performs well during that weird COVID year and then battles a bunch of nagging injuries but shows what he can do when he's healthy this past season and he's still a young kid. It wasn't like he's a four-year player coming out and doing this as a senior. He's, still, he's coming out as a junior. For me, that's very encouraging. And obviously, you get him into the NFL and you get him with some of that position coaching. I think you're really going to see him flourish there because you've seen he can adapt to the game. And that's really what you're looking for. Does someone have the work ethic? Does someone have the athletic ability and the talent level? And if so, then a coach can mold that. And for me, that's what I see with Kayvon Thibodeau. Is he necessarily as polished as a Hutchinson? Probably not. But his ability, his work ethic, you get him with the right coaching, and he's got every tool that you need, in my opinion. And the production shows. I mean, at the end of the day, at least from my experience, too, being drafted, you can have all the pretty measurables. But what does your game film show? And his game film shows that when he was healthy, he was one of the most dominant players in college football. And – that's what you're looking for when you're going for a number one pick or a lottery pick. And it's really fascinating. I think the team that selects him has to understand there will be a little bit of development that needs to happen, but they've got the perfect kind of clay to mold to what they need as far as a player based upon his maturity level, his work ethic, his confidence. That's exciting to me, honestly, for any team that gets a chance to work with that. 
Jordan, there's been some talk that maybe Kayvon Thibodeau's work ethic isn't all that you would want it to be for an NFL team, especially for a guy that you could pick in the top five or top ten. It sounds like you're saying that that's not the case at all, that his work ethic is actually really, really strong. Talk to me a little bit more about that, because as we said, there have been some narratives put out there, and the whole reason I wanted to talk to you was to get an on-the-ground accounting of what the Kayvon Thibodeau experience was like in Oregon. So tell me a little bit more about his work ethic. Well, you just look at the production that he put up in the weight room. To look at a kid that had never squatted before, and then all of a sudden he's squatting 500-plus pounds in a matter of a year or two, that shows me he's putting that discipline in the weight room. You never heard of him skipping. He, there's, listen, there's a lot of star players, especially in college, but even in the NFL, that don't practice, right? They, they want to take practice off one or two times during the week and just kind of gear up for the game. And then when they're in practice, they're kind of just there. That wasn't Kayvon at all. He, he was one of the leaders of this team because he showed up every single day and he put in that work. And for me, when I see the best player on the team, that is a clear-cut NFL pick that is out there battling through injuries and being present and doing all the things he needs to do on and off the field. And consistently getting better year after year. I mean, what else are you looking for? I think a lot of these people that are decision makers, they obviously want someone that eats, drinks, and sleeps football, but so many of these players in the NFL nowadays are able to do so much more than just play. And if the guy can get it done on the field and does it in a way that is professional, he isn't a distraction, he's putting in the hours, he's putting in the time, yet he has other interests, what's wrong with that? I mean, eventually these guys are going to have other interests when they get into the NFL, when they have families, when they get into whatever ventures they want to in the offseason. And so I just continue to kind of laugh at it because it's like, wait a minute, here's, here's a very confident kid that has developed and doesn't skip practices, doesn't skip games. I mean, he played in every game that made sense to him. Obviously, when this Oregon team got knocked out of the Pac-12 championship and got knocked out of the college football playoff, like any player should that is going to be a first-round pick, you probably sit out the bowl game because it doesn't do you any good. That's the only game he chose to sit out by choice. There were never any games where okay, he was maybe a little banged up and decided, ah, I'm just not going to go. i got to be fresh. Like He battled through the ankle injuries and all the little nicks that he had throughout his entire career to where you wondered, oh, wow, I'm surprised Kayvon's playing this week. But – he was out there when, okay, maybe he misses one more regular season game this year. Does that hurt his stock so much? No, probably not. But he's out there trying to help his team. And that's what I look for from these guys. He, he, he doesn't have that prima donna in him that you might see in some of these top picks year after year. And that's what's encouraging, at least from my perspective and knowing him and sitting down and talking with them is this is a humble, hardworking kid that is extremely confident in himself. And that's okay. Like that is what you're looking for in these positions of players that can come in and you need to have that confidence and that belief in yourself or else the NFL is going to chew you up and kudos to Kayvon for developing that. 
Jordan, I want to come back to your impression of him as a person and dig into what you discovered when you spoke with him, interviewing him and being around him for three years, because again, that's a perspective most people wouldn't be able to offer. And I'm really curious to hear about that. But first, you did say that he was one of the leaders of the team. I wanted to ask you about his interactions with his teammates and with his coaches, including Mario Cristobal, the head coach who now goes to Miami, but he was his coach at Oregon. And there was one quote during the scouting combine that jarred some people when he said, I don't need a coach to tell me what I've done wrong because if I did something wrong, I already know it, which made people think maybe this guy isn't coachable. Maybe he's going to be a pain to try and get him to do what we need him to do in our system and in our scheme. As far as his relationship with his teammates and with the coaching staff. What do you know about the dynamic between Kayvon Thibodeau and the other players on the team and Kayvon Thibodeau and the coaches that he had to work with every day? Here's what I took away from Kayvon every single time I talked to him, uh, every time we interviewed him. He's a very, he wants to be a very inspirational person. As we've said, he's got very big aspirations. And when you talk to him in an interview, you always get the sense that he is trying to kind of have a locker room rah-rah talk to a certain degree. And there is a bit of, hey, I'm trying to sell myself here, which is okay. Like, he understands he's a brand, right? So you're going to talk that way. We see it with Russell Wilson every single time he opens his mouth, right? Like, he's he's selling the brand. And at a, with a kid that's 18, 19, 20, 21, sometimes you try a little too hard to do that, which is okay. So for Kayvon, what he meant by that by my best guess is not that don't tell me I did something wrong it's more so I want to be so in tune with my game that I understand I did something wrong before the coach even needs to tell me obviously the coach is going to tell me I did something wrong and obviously he's going to receive that but that's what I took away from that because in all my conversations there's always kind of one little nugget he throws in there when you're talking that you feel like he's talking to you know, Pop Warner team and just kind of giving that inspirational talk. And I think with Kayvon, he's always searching for that right phrase to come across as, hey, I'm the whole package and I am the best player that you could coach. I'm going to be a coach's dream. And sometimes the words get mixed up. I, I truly honestly believe that because, listen, as much as we're around these coaches and these players and other people around the program, you would hear rumblings if this was an issue, that he wasn't coachable, that he was a prima donna, always oh, a headache. Oh, it's Kayvon. We have to play him because he's this recruit. I didn't hear a single ounce of that over the last three years. Everything was, we're just so lucky to have this kid. Like he is as talented as get up. And that's why I think some of the things he said, as far as I'm the best player in the draft, or I don't need a coach to tell me I did something wrong because I'm going to know I did it wrong before isn't, hey, I know I'm better than everybody. It's, listen, I, I, I'm i the first one to tell you I made a mistake. And yes, obviously let me know. But as a coach, you have to realize, like I pay so close attention to my game that I'm going to be on top of that mistake before you tell me. And then, yeah, we'll work together. So zero issues with coachability or teammates being rubbed the wrong way. And um, again, it's just one of those quotes that you hear that if you don't know the kid and if you haven't talked to him, you might take it that way. But that's not the case with him at all. And he had a good relationship with his coaches and teammates. Oh, a fantastic relationship. I mean, again, from our end and from covering the team, and obviously we're not in the locker room, of course, but I never heard a rumbling. I mean, we we do our show with former 
duck quarterback great Joey Harrington that once graced the billboard in Manhattan, right? And he's very interconnected with the coaching side. We just didn't hear any of that because if we did, we would have picked up on it and made it a talking point in our show. And I just never heard any of that. It just felt like, like everybody got along with him so well. And yes, everyone understood that he's Kayvon Thibodeau. He has his gravitas with him, but that's the case with kids that are at this point where they come in as the number one recruit, they live up to the hype and they're the potential number one overall pick. And, you know, there's a difference between sure. Justin Herbert, who's a quiet kid that is an excellent football player and, you know, very calm, cool, collected under pressure. That was a top 10 pick for Oregon. And then a Panay Sewell, who was also a little quiet, but very intense on the field. And then a Kayvon Thibodeau, who's very confident in himself. You can be successful in any one of those avenues, as long as, you have the right work ethic and you have the right mentality and humility when you go to work each day. And he has that. Jordan, you said that Kayvon Thibodeau is humble, hardworking, and confident. And I was curious if you have any particular stories about times you sat down with him or anything that he said while he was at Oregon that could better illustrate what you're talking about in terms of what he's like. You know, there's not a particular quote that comes at the top of my head. Right. But I think for me, I mean, the best perspective I can give is if I have an interview with them and afterwards I say, hey, man, like, let me get your number. If you ever want to call me, I'm happy to help out in any way. Like, I don't I don't need anything from you. There's going to be so many people that need stuff from you. Let me know. And he's very receptive to that. He says, hey, I really appreciate that. I'd love to give you my number. Let's chat some time. If you can give me any help in broadcasting, that's something I want to get into someday. Let me know to me that's just approachable and I, and I think that to me showed the humility right that he'll sit down after an interview chat with you you know shoot you his number be open to a conversation when you know he doesn't need to necessarily I mean he probably has so many people in his corner helping him already and then with the hard work again I just look at the production on the field and the strength and explosiveness and size that he put on since he was at Oregon I mean you don't do that without putting in the hours like you can't lie your way to that and for me, with the confidence, it's here's a young man that believed in himself day one. He said, I want to have double digit sacks as a freshman. It basically was knocking on that door. I can't remember the exact numbers his freshman year, but he set goals for himself and he accomplished them. And you don't see that too often from kids walking in the door playing major college football from their first snap. So that to me is what shows me that he's the entire package. Um, we can sit here and talk about it for hours, of course, and it's going to be the result of him getting in the right system in the right place. Cause you know, that plays a huge role at the next level, but I, I'm, I really do feel like if he, he can get to a spot where it is a good fit for him, like every other player needs to be in a good spot. That's a good fit for them. He's going to flourish in the NFL, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure, because there is this narrative now and I, I'm hopeful that he can disprove it when he gets his chance. So, Jordan, the people that say that he's very much the same player that he was when he showed up his freshman year didn't really take his game to the next level and still has a lot of work to do. And the people that talk about him being all in on himself as opposed to being a football guy first, those are things you would have no reservation about if you were an NFL team that had a top five pick. No, and what does football guy mean? Mm-hmm. nowadays anyway mm-hmm. what, 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 explain that to me right like is, if that's the case then how many teams have true football guys and does that always equate to success no it's who's got the talent and ability to go perform it out there and do it consistently and 
be on the field. And yes, you want people that are obviously passionate about the game and he is, or else he wouldn't be playing through the injuries he played through this past year. And he wouldn't be in this situation. He wouldn't have gotten his body and itself ready for this. Um, I have zero reservations about it from my opinion. Now I'm not in these decision-making rooms and obviously they're going to have a chance to interview him in ways that I won't get a chance to, but in my opinion, it's just, it's been funny to sit back here and just see this narrative develop that here's a kid that doesn't really take football too seriously and wants to just get into everything that comes with the trappings of football success. I don't buy it one bit at all. I think this is a very mature kid that already understands he's a brand which is valuable. He never got in trouble off the field. Always went to class, got along with his teammates, had remarkable production. It's just, what else do you want at this point? I mean, I think you're just splitting hairs, honestly. Jordan, last question, and you're somebody that's uniquely qualified to answer it as somebody who played at the highest levels in the NFL, but also came from the Pacific Northwest playing at Oregon. So you understand the transition of going from the University of Oregon and then playing in the NFL and going to a completely different city. With Kayvon Thibodeau, if he were to come to New York, how good of a fit do you think he would be for this city? How good of a fit do you think the city would be for him? And as far as Robert Sala and that defense and what the Jets are building, do you think that he would be the type of player that would fit what Robert Sala and his team are looking to build in that locker room and on the field? And do you think it would be a good fit for Kayvon Thibodeau to be on the New York Jets and work with somebody like Robert Sala? I'll say this about going to the New York market and, I've never played there, but you hear about all the stories with it, right? Okay, he's already being scrutinized on a national level, so you can take it on a local level, regardless of what happens. And is what you know this as long as you perform in New York, they're gonna love you. You you work hard, you perform, regardless of the sport, they're gonna love you in New York. That's what I take away being from someone on the opposite coast, from watching all the great players that played for the Giants and Strahan, and you look at what you've seen with basketball and the Knicks and you see obviously the Jets, you want them to start getting back there. Right. But you know, during some of their glory days um, when you had some success, it, it was the players that just showed up and performed and worked hard. And I, I think if he gets to the Jets and that's up to Salem and the coaching staff to decide, is this a player that we need to have fit our scheme or, Hey, we're going to bend our scheme a little bit around his ability that's up for them to decide. But I truly feel like regardless of the locker room he goes into, he's going to adapt because I I think he has all the confidence you need to pick yourself back up in the NFL and to go out there and to perform with the bright lights and to not be just shell-shocked and starstruck by the names you're lining up against. You have to have that confidence. But he's humble enough to understand, like, you're going to get knocked on your rear end a few times and you got to get back up. And to me, I think he can handle the market. I really do. Because, you know, this this market has chewed kids up that have been top picks, especially quarterbacks. So what's it going to do to him? But I think he's got the right combination of brashness and humility. And when he gets in that locker room again, it's just a matter of if the Jets want to kind of bend their scheme around what he can do as they develop him and see what he can start to do on the field or hey listen Kayvon you're gonna have to mold what you do and fit into what we do here which I think is adaptable enough to do that so 
I, I think you guys can't go wrong if you go with them, but um, don't bring the pitchforks and uh, torches if it doesn't work out, all right? I live a long ways away from you guys. <laughs> As I said at the beginning of the show, there's nobody I'd rather talk to. There's nobody that I thought could paint a clearer picture of what the Jets would be getting with Kayvon Thibodeau as a person than Jordan Kent. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. And if the Jets do take Kayvon Thibodeau in the draft, I hope we can have a longer conversation just mapping out everything that everybody would want to know about Kayvon Thibodeau from start to finish. But in the meantime, for people that want to check out everything that you're working on, maybe follow you on social media, how can they do that? Just follow me on Twitter, Jordan R. Kent. You're going to get a mix of sports and video games. So I hope you're ready for that. And you can find me on Instagram with the same thing. But appreciate you having me. It's been wonderful catching up. And, yeah, it will be interesting to see what the Jets end up doing here and how far Kayvon falls. But, you know, that's what makes the draft so much fun. Go ahead and follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan R. Kent. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great prospect breakdowns, including two different all-22 breakdowns of Kayvon Thibodeau. So if you want to watch the film to go along with what Jordan and I were talking about on the show today, it's on our YouTube channel. Watch the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.